Today in the MJ Remoto edition of the 30 Minutes with Mark, I'm joined as always with the amazing MJ Remoto and we go through what is the amazing news in uh, the music industry this week. These are the kinds of conversations that we'll talk about. So today we are talking about Thames, uh, her magic. What exactly is in the name? What are her tricks and how she has been able to pull up all this while uh, at this particular point in her career but also we are looking at the releases uh, last friday which were actually many and we are trying to just pick apart uh, what we really loved and what we enjoyed listening individually what are the strong points and i think you can also get some few recommendations from us if you didn't uh, listen to those particular albums and then you can also add them into your playlist but we end up uh, our discussion with uh, a slightly take on Amboso and uh, Harmonize, as well as what we should be expecting from Wizkid uh, from MJ's ears. So please, welcome, and I'm your host, Mark Gotonia. Starters, I wanted us to talk about Thames. Um, she mm-hmm. has been uh, a feature uh, that uh, everyone is talking about. Uh, this last Friday, we had her uh, with Rihanna. Uh, she co-wrote that particular song. But even before yes. that, we saw her on a record with Drake last year and Future as well. And uh, she has been all over uh, Cox Studio and, uh, you know, traveling here. Uh, and there, of course, in the global scale, meeting all these stars. And the thing was, I tried to ask myself so many questions, like what exactly is the magic of Thames? And I remember that we talked about this um, slightly in a while. Now, I wanted us to have um, this in a public forum uh, that, you know, someone yeah. might hear that what exactly is the magic that Thames comes with? You know, because... When I look at her discography now, it, it has completely changed. You know, the numbers are so high uh, with the track that she did with Drake, of course, uh, occupying the top uh, spot now, more than 200 uh, million streams. So I wanted to ask you from the musical perspective, what is in terms, what is the magic with her? You know, got to give it up to her, like vocally, for starters, like she's... She's got a unique voice, like her voice is super unique. The way she she just delivers it is just wow. You know, you get goosebumps listening to her. And first and foremost, that's it. Other than that, I really, really think she's got an amazing team behind her because the moves she's making are better than many seasoned artists. So sometimes things have to align. And in music, you also need a bit of luck yeah. because it could be it could be a collaboration. It could be an opportunity you get from someone else. Sometimes it's just luck. Yeah. You know, um, and when those, all those um, uh, things come together, a bit of luck, her immense talent, um, a team that understands her a brand, the vision and direction and know how to um, push the right buttons, you get Tim's. That's what you get. 
Was there ever a sign for you that she was going to be this big, you know, given her early days, let's say? Would you have like predicted something like this to happen? I predicted that she was going to be big, but in my view, and I think I might have said it in an album review or something, I basically said she's probably going to become um, something really, really big in about two to three years. Yeah. Maybe, maybe a bit longer. I personally think it's happened sooner because I think I did that review in 2020. And yes, it is two to three years later, but I feel like she she achieved it way quicker and way sooner than anything I could have predicted because the way she did that, yeah. um, but obviously owing to the WizKid um, feature, I don't really think we, many people thought Essence was going to go as big as it did yeah. um, initially. Everybody was like, yeah, yeah, it's a good record. But I don't think many people would have said, yeah, Essence is going to become like probably one of the biggest African records that was ever made. And I think obviously it catapulted Thames' career to just a whole other level because that's it put her in front of so many people. It almost like validated her to the upper echelon industry people, so to speak. So to say I would have called this not as soon as, as she's done it. I thought she was going to make it, but just maybe around, you know, 2023, 2024. But she's absolutely blown it out of the water, man. Yeah. I, I don't want to draw parallels, but, uh, you know, it doesn't seem like that is going to be a possibility any longer. But um, there has been a comparison between uh, Thames and Irastar. And some people even go further and say, where Irasta is going to reach is going to be even an, a higher uh, height than Thames. Because when you, I think when I listen to both of them, their sound palettes, they are not really that far from each other, so to say. Because I, I even remember when Irasta was coming out with her first EP, there was a song that sounded so much like Thames. It was like, oh, is this Thames 2.0? Oh, is this, is this like a way of mimicking <laughs> terms so that she could go with that wind? But you're also seeing Ira Star rising up. But Thames has been like a card that every other major musician out, out there is running towards. So how do you see, let's say, Ira Star now becoming? Because do you see also the similarities between their voice patterns or it is slightly different? There are similarities for sure. You know, the, uh, those patterns you're talking about, you know, that intonation and that delivery, um, there are many, many similarities. I saw this when Iris Star dropped a uh, debut EP, which was, which was a surprise, obviously. But I did say it back then and I said, you know, she sounds like, you know, artists like Thames, but sh she's not yet as refined yeah. or as mature as uh, Thames, Thames did. And uh, to Ira Star's credit, I feel like when she followed up with um, her next project, it was definitely a step up from, from the debut one. The debut one, I think um, she still had a little bit of industry fear and hadn't really sort of let loose, like, you know, but now we're seeing Ira Star. And you see, she's dropping songs week in week out and yeah. they're bangers bro yeah, they're yeah absolute they, bangers. they really do for example yeah. rush has become something very very big yeah 
they're bangers. Like she's she's dropping consistently and she's dropping bangers. I think um, career-wise, they're definitely on different paths. I think um, Ira Star is going to take a whole lot more effort for her to reach the same level as Thames. Because like I said, this is where sometimes that luck comes in play. Yeah. Um, when Thames did Essence with Wizkid, I don't know if she knew that this would be probably the biggest record in the world at some point. I don't think she would have thought that, you know. But for Ira Star to land on something that will have as much resonance throughout, uh, you know, the world and just in different markets is going to take a lot of effort. Because like right now, there's a lot of really, really good Afro beats coming out. Um, and if it's from Nigeria in particular, but there's also a lot of competition. You got your CKs, you got your Omalays, you got your Joe Boys. There's a lot of competition. So it's not a clear path and it's it's just going to be hard. I think she will she will reach some fantastic heights. I don't know if she'll take it as far as uh, Thames has taken it so far. Yeah. But like I said, sometimes you just need a little bit of luck and it could happen with any record. But what I, I'm thinking is Ira Star is still very young at the very beginning of her game. Oh, yeah. But um, I can't really unsee, you know, uh, the impact that Thames has had given her very small discography thus far, you know, uh, she hadn't mm-hmm. had um, a full-length album yet uh, because she has been releasing EPs. And um, the last one was, you know, uh, it was really like a nice-sounding EP, but it wasn't really as groundbreaking, let's say, as when Essence came out. And that was like the, the card that, uh, you know, uh, made her go out. And then what is happening now is her song, uh, Free Mind, is now also rising because I think like maybe a week or two weeks ago, it was really like on rotation around and around. And that is like a two year old uh, track that was like layered somewhere there. And now people are like are picking up. And I was like trying to equate this to maybe it is her demand now that for example, if she releases a body of work now, people are mostly likely going to want to, you know, get something out of her. But then again, she's working with the likes of Rihanna now, you know, writing songs for her, which is, I think, oh, yeah. you know, another, another, another huge, huge level and gap to fill there. Yeah. You know, I think for Broken Ears, in my opinion, is a hard EP to beat, even with the extremely high standards that Thames has set. And maybe even in some way as those sleeper type tracks like Free Mind where you know, once you listen to it, you're like, yo, but this is fire. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, and yeah. I think that's the pattern of discovery that's going to continue with Thames now. She doesn't need to to be releasing a lot of music to keep a grip of um, the, the the audience, so to, so to speak, because I think her brand has blown. I mean, if you are the person who's doing like freaking, you know, 140 million plays on essence and then it's like ah, okay that's the one and then the remix is 100 million plays and then you go and then you do um you 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 put out your own track found and it's got like 45 million uh plays and then you go out and do a 
track with Future and Drake, which has nearly 300 million plays? Bro, come on. Come on. You're done like, in this game. You are solidified in the market, but you're also solidified in the industry side. And yeah. then you write the comeback track for Rihanna. We've been asking Rihanna for music for like six years now, bro. Yeah. Six years. We've been asking Rihanna for music. And you're the person who's given, who's, who's given the platform to bring her back. Yeah. And you do it. Look. Thames don't need to release any more music if she doesn't want because we already have everything we need. And I think like her first EP for Broken Ears, I think it will continue, you know, garnering more plays because come on, it's Thames, man. He's fire, bro. People are discovering her. I hear yeah. you, even though, for example, personally, I still want to hear a 12 tracks album out of her. Like that is like, a thing like I, I really like want to hear her featuring you know someone else maybe the videos you know like whatever but just a complete body of work and um you know it will be like okay it's time uh we have this and i wanted to ask you like just slightly because you've mentioned it how did you feel about the comeback of rihanna uh not really my kind of song i i like rihanna with a bit more vibe honestly yeah, yeah. Uh, that's that's what i like and i'm a huge rihanna fan i'm I'm glad i actually got to see rihanna um i think it was in 2016 wow. when she had released her, her last album uh, she came out here and then um yeah me and my wife went there and it was fantastic bro yeah but nah that's that that track is not it's not my kind of track, and I'm, I, I say that respectfully because I think it was a it was a dedication to the late Chadwick Boseman. So, but nah, man, I'm good. <laughs> the thing about this past Friday is that we had uh, a number of releases, and uh, given that there mm -hmm. are too many to keep track of, I think you chose <laughs> a few to listen to. So, what stood out for you uh, this uh, past Friday? Yeah, there's a few actually. I eventually listened to Harmonize. Yep. And he surprised me. I didn't actually expect this type of album from him. Not right now. Okay. There's a lot of nostalgia to it. When I say nostalgia, I really felt like he moved away from trying to do more of the, um, I don't know what it's called, but it's like Afro Bongo. Yep. Yep. There's that part. And he decided to kind of like really go. It was so R&B-ish on some of the songs. Yep. I loved, you know, what he was talking about. And I feel like um, this album would have been influenced by maybe him going back to, is it Kajala or whatever her name is? Yeah, Kajala. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Um, I really feel like the dude is in love, man. <laughs> man is in love. Man is in love. Bruh, the dude is in love and you can feel it in the music like his heart is somewhere. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And you could feel that through the songs and I feel that's why they were a bit R&B-ish with a little bit of, uh, you know, Afro sprinkle there. But it did surprise me just sonically how it sounds is not what I expected it to be. But it's a good album and um, it seems to come, uh, come from a place of um, deep feelings. So, yeah, I think he did well. Yep. What what else stood out for you? Yo, Sir Trill has a good album, bro. I think it goes without saying. Mm. Sir Trill has a good album. I didn't expect him to to also 
do uh, an album that was like this long personally yes. I, I i really didn't expect him i thought he was just going to do a nice 10 track or whatever but maybe this is also an um accumulation of tracks over the last uh, year or two i think he's had some issues with like uh his label or something like that so he's probably been stacking songs i thought that was a good album Johnny Drill had a really, really good EP. It was nice. He surprised me because he really mixed it up. There's a vibe for everybody there, but he just did some nice things um, and he was versatile. And a six-track EP, very well done. I listened to Jivu from Kenya. Yeah. Um, Jivu and Maga, they've got a six-track EP as well. It's beautiful, man. Uh, the EP is called Maji. Oh my goodness. Beautiful, beautiful EP. I just hope it gets more plays. It's really, really nice. Yeah. And I also listened to Dinky Kunene. She dropped a nine track album called House of Ma Kunene and um, really good album. I've been hearing her vocals on a lot of um, Ama Piano tracks over the last maybe two to three months, mostly. And I've been like, who's this? Who's this? And, you know, um, she dropped this really, really nice album. And I think it's got potential. You might like it for two reasons. The yeah. Ama Piano songs are nice. Mm-hmm. Uh, but also once you clear the Ama Piano songs, which are like three or four tracks, she gets into the same space as uh, Nomfundo Mo. Okay. And the songs are beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. And I think they're worth listening to. So uh, you might want to give it a try. Outside of that, my homeboy from Zim, uh, Sokomatemai and uh, Proji is the name dropped. Uh, the EP called Three Way. It's a nice three pack EP. Yeah. Um, you should definitely check it out. Sokomatemai stepped out of his, um, he stepped out of his, his usual zone. And uh, came through with something really, really nice. But uh, it also features like some really cool talent. Uh, TRK uh, from Zim as well. And Zoe Leray. Um, she's really, really good. Yeah. Vocally amazing. Yeah. Those are the ones that I've listened to. I'm just going to add uh, on top of what you said, uh, given that uh, I listened also to Satril. But I just had to keep the album rolling uh, behind the scenes while I'm doing other things. And... Mm-hmm. My oh my, it delivers in every aspect. And given that it's a year that we have had very few Ama Piano projects thus far, I felt that the album was really beautiful. And the thing is, it is tacked with beautiful gems from the very beginning, the middle and the end. So it doesn't feel like the beginning is so nice or the middle is so nice and the end is, is, is not as good. But everything... Mm-hmm. From the very beginning to the very end, sounds absolutely magical. I got to listen to Black Bones as well. Um, his oh, new yeah, album yeah, yeah. was really, really dope. And I think he also has found a very nice way to blend uh, things in between. Uh, he has had uh, two releases this year, uh, and all of them absolutely sound uh, beautiful. One was the collaborative project with uh, uh, M.I. and uh, the boys. And this one now, uh, Young Preacher, is something that is beautiful. And I also like how Black Bones goes about and promotes his releases, you know. Like, he always has this persona 
that is crazily and you know just inspiring whenever he releases his music it's so unconventional but yet so engaging because he'll just go out and boast that he has one of the beautiful albums out there say whatever it is that you want to say with those big words and then you will really come to the music and hear it that you know actually it was really really beautiful i also got to listen to um fancy fingers afro lo-fi uh, project the one that we were talking about because i think at a certain point oh you uh, released that yes he released the uh, an ep called uh, potluck so it's it is a beautiful uh body of work and it is mostly inspired by uh his guitar you know that is his instrument and he has created these tracks around that instrument and uh it is just so soothing you know and um given that he's working also on the production side of things i think it gave him that freedom to just play around with these sounds and uh you know it is again that other facet of, you know, one of the members of Saudi Soul, uh, you know, getting to just explore uh, the magic that is in uh, uh, the music scene and, you know, just adding to the sound overall. And I think the last one that for this segment that I'm going to mention was uh, Mboso's EP, um, uh, which was, you know. Mboso uh, Gun. Yes, which had a little bit of uh, words here and there, you know. Uh, with the exception of, uh, you know, the last track that Diamond was featured, which caused a lot of, uh, you know, um, discussions online uh, and whether these, <laughs> these, these, these principles of uh, sampling and all that, whether they are working or they're not working or whether Diamond just out, outright lifts things. I think it was, it is still is an EP that, you know, I think there is one thing. Um, when you look at John Drillet, right, his release last year was, you know, him coming to the to the to the music world again after a very long period of time of being silent and trying to find himself. Of course, he kept on releasing stuff, but after giving us that album last year, I was not really expecting to see John Drillet again this year. But he Me came too. back with an EP. So I'm like, okay, I think now John Drillet is has that energy to go into the studio and make music, not like uh, maybe three or four years ago where he had to go silent. And now when he came back with this EP now home, you get to hear that a variation of instruments in it, variation of tastes, variation of, you know, flavors. There is a high life track in here. I didn't really like imagine Tino and John Drille could have one track and it could sound as amazing as this particular track that they, they have together. So that is the thing that I'm seeing uh, in Boso's album, you know, uh, in this EP, it feels like mm -hmm. it is still the very same sound pattern. You know, there is really little to do with the improvement of the music, let's say, you know, the writing is slightly the same. Uh, the influences are the same, you know, and uh, maybe that is like the characteristics of pop music that it sounds more and more uh, the same day in and day out. So I had like mixed reactions. I hope that with, because it was a small release, you know, it could have some new flavor because, you know, I saw Mboso changing uh, his outlook, 
and all that. So I thought like maybe this was like a kind of a rebranding or something of that sort. But as time goes on, I'm like, okay, maybe if you want something different, just find artists who are like experimenting with stuff. Not necessarily artists who have already known uh, a lane that they have to move and then uh, they keep at it. But that is like what I felt about um, the EP overall. It still is that very same guy, which unlike now uh, the album that Harmonize did, you could definitely see the improvement and the fact that Harmonize can sing about many things across uh, his bodies of work. And even if he's singing about one thing, he could find ways of articulating it differently every time he gets to sing about it. You know, so there was that beauty in, uh, in, in Harmonize's album. And even the mixing and mastering of this particular album, if you remember last year when we were uh, overlooking his uh, previous album, we had heard some, you know, the, that lack of authenticity, you know, him trying to sound more Nigerian than he is Tanzanian. And maybe it was, it might have been an experiment and it is understandable that, you know, you might want to try different things. And I think uh, when you look at it from, you know, at, on a hindsight now, it sort of like makes yeah. sense that, you know, why he would try to do that at, that at this particular time. But then in this one, you are met with a different musician. You know, he's like a complete package that he knows exactly. what he's going to be doing in the studio. He knows how the music is going to be structured. And even he knows how to sing because I think with him... Singing has become so effortless, for lack of a better word. You know, he's a person that goes into the studio to have fun now. Not like, you know, how are we going to be trying to write a new track, you know, and struggle with it. But rather, let's just take it as it is. I, I, I haven't really seen him recording. But the way that you could hear his pen and whatever it is that he does with his lyrics... It is something that, you know, he just takes these everyday scenarios and he turns them into music, adding in, you know, his just different flavor and, you know, his creativity in that. And I think that is going to be a huge discussion if we try to compare these two camps. And I don't think we have all the energy or the time <laughs> to, deal with, to deal with that. Uh, so yeah, I enjoyed that particular album, but also Bule released um, her EP, I think, as well. I didn't get to listen to oh, that yeah, one, yeah. but she also had uh, an amazing EP out. And uh, yes, one last one, it was, um, you know Omi Dimples, right? Yes. Yes, Omi Dimples has an album that is coming on the 4th of November, uh, which is like um, some few days to come on Friday this week. And uh, he released the lead single. Are you sure he wants to release on the 4th? Because Whiskey is coming, bro. Yeah, I mean, like, I, I had the same, same question. Uh, but I think <laughs> him, and, uh, <laughs> him and his management, uh, I, I, I really, like, pray and hope that he doesn't move the date forward. And I hope it remains the same. But, uh, you know, he released uh, a track, uh, Anaconda, which is track number three in uh, the list of um, the, the tracks that have to come out uh, in his album. And I just wanted to touch a little bit on that. He features Black Diamond in that. 
Oh, I heard this song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard it. I heard it. Give me what you think about the song before I say to you what I thought about this song. I thought it was a weird track, but not in a not in necessarily a bad way. It was like there was something specific that I that I thought about it when I when I heard it, but um I can't remember what exactly it was. But I actually listened to the track and I thought, oh, well, you know, I could vibe with this. It was interesting how I think there's 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 definitely that South African sound. It feels like um it was produced by Black Diamond, but I don't know about that because sonically sounds the black diamond sound for sure spot on so yeah that's kind of what i (laughs) i on the other hand you know just to add on top of that like like the same feelings that you had about the track are the same feelings i had it felt like this was a black diamond track and omidimpos was just featured in there so, you know, I'm, I'm like, I'm that having a very difficult weird, time <laughs> saying this is a truly an Omidimpo's track. And it leaves me, yeah. you know, in this place where I'm like, I'm just going to really replay that track because, you know, these guys, bro, they have angelic voices. They are mm. so, they sound so beautiful. After listening to that particular track, I had to go back and found other tracks by Black Diamond and ask myself, why are these guys not like doing like gospel music? Because they can do anything they want with those voices. And these are voices that are coming out, you know, even if they are being like tweaked, you know, it is something that they are, you know, it is done so professionally that it sounds like the real thing. You know, when you hear these auto-tuned vocals and you know, this has been auto-tuned, but these guys, have really like mastered that sound game and it's just beautiful so i felt like this was not like an omi dimples track he was like sandwiched in between two giants and he couldn't really do anything with uh with the track i don't know how it was written but i felt like Mm -hmm. this is truly like he should have maybe left it for for them to just move with it. Yeah, because it, it really sounded like that. And um, that's why it, 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 it just felt weird to me. Yeah. Yeah, because their DNA is all over that track. Mm. I do understand that those guys, like, they are really, really enjoying, like, producing for other people. Yeah. Like, they're, like, sought after on the African market. So maybe they don't even have time to just make music at this point in time for themselves because yeah. from the production side, they're doing really well. Yeah. So I'm just going to, yeah. going to uh, close with, uh, you know, what do you expect from WizKid this time around? Because we know WizKid ah. is the king of uh, turnarounds, you know, slow burning albums. He's going to flip the script. I think he's not going to do the made in Lagos type vibes. Or he's going to only have maybe one or two of those, but he's going to be a lot more experimental, but also uh, in the timing, because it's like just before December, I think there's going to be some of those party vibes happening on there. I think he's he's going to go in a, in a different direction to Made in Lagos just to mess with our minds. Yeah, but you are excited. It's Wizkid, of course. <laughs> <laughs> And on that note, I'd like to close this episode. Did you record any review this week? Nah, man. <laughs> <laughs>
I'm waiting for Wizkid, bro. <laughs> yeah, I want I want the comeback to be to be huge. I'm waiting for Wizkid. I'm not even I'm not even gonna touch anything. Um, I might I might do I might do a review or two, but um. Yeah, I'm just contemplating uh, um, how to move forward with the reviews, uh, especially on YouTube. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I really appreciate it, MJ. And i just like to remind my listener that Cresida 93 is out now and you can stream it wherever you're getting your music. A very dope yeah. vibe. Skija. And, uh, you know, written yeah. specifically from mm-hmm. Cresida 93. The iconic... So good, bro. I will catch up with you later. Um, it's always good to have this chat with you, bro. Thank you, bro. Bye-bye. All right. See ya. See ya.